Once I read the Reader's Digest, there are places you can call to get your horoscope, you know, told to you, or read and told to you. Now, one lady who used to work there was one that wrote it that they have a set of answers. They just train and hire you, so do you need a job? Okay, you'll be the one answering the call. You know the way it is? The call is a special number, so the calls are billed at premium rates. So they will tell you calling the first minute is free. But they train the people answering to drag it into the third minute, at least. So you call the first minute is free. You say, oh, you are welcome. This is Horoscope Service International. Thank you for calling us. We are here to serve you. The sound of your voice makes it sound like you're a good person. And good is what we are beginning to perceive. Your question has not been answered. How can we help you today? Please, I want to know. I'm going to meet a boy this afternoon. Will it be good or be bad? Uh, I will require your age, how, your height. All of it will drag it. <laughs> so, because they be leaders and they make their money. They're not really bad. And they're not satanic people, it appears like. They're just con men trying to get your kulala out of your pocket. But the problem is this. God is not looking at it like that. Satan is not looking at it like that. That's not how Satan is looking at it. You're looking at it from your end because your faith speaks in heaven. The fact that your heart is open to such satanic suggestions is what he rides upon to enter into your heart and lock fear inside there. They wanted to say today, it looks like a cloudy day. Don't go out before noon. What you don't realize is that it's a literal spirit locks into your heart and follows you about. Ten years later, you have a panic disorder. You have an anxiety disorder. And nobody except this discernment of spirit, they won't know where it began from. That's why don't gender this argument is, is cigarette smoking is sin. I most time people ask me such way, I, I have no answer. If a man is smoking, is he committing sin? I really don't I can't tell you yes or no. But I can say even if it's lawful, it's not expedient. Are you getting my point? There are many things that they are just wrong simply because they open the wrong doors into your life. Like I was saying last time, the easiest place to start resisting sin from is company that you keep. It's so easy. It's so easy. You just deliberate. When boys are gathering, look for each other that does program that time and go there. It's deliberate. You don't have to enjoy the church service though. Just that I don't want to keep company. That, that's it. You are sitting with people who are not believers and hanging out with them in itself. There's no sin so-called now. Are you getting my point? Except that doors open. Superstitions. You know they call superstitions? Don't ever, ever. You have to deliberately break them. If they say on the 13th of February or July... Don't go out late at night. That night, go out. Just go out that night. Once you know about it, say that 13 to I'm going to church all night service. Why? Because there's a superstition around it. There's one they have in, in Europe. You don't cross under a ladder. If a ladder is resting against a wall, you don't cross under it. It's, a, it's an Englishman's superstition. You know what you do as, in, as, a, as a Christian? Look for all the ladders available and walk under. Yeah, look, they say if you kill a pray mantis, just kill one for the sake of it. Pray mantis, no offense meant, please. You just die for my sake. 
kill one, just everybody, nothing will do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, if you hold on to little superstitions, say, those are the doors that Satan uses to enter your life. That's the point I'm making. That's why, if they say for this to ten people, you will be blessed. Just refuse. Say this thing is good, though. But because you have promised me a blessing, I am not forwarding. See, this thing is nice, though. Find this thing. Find right up. One man forwarded it to sixteen people. In sixteen days, he got sixteen million dollars. And that one kept it on his phone for 10 hours before forwarding it. In that 10 hours, he lost $10,000. It's a Chinese principle of Junjuan. <laughs> written by Confucius in the year 17 BC. Some people say, not much to, not, not, uh, little to lose, much to gain. I say, no. You have lost faith. You have lost a substance of faith out of your heart. You have opened the door for Satan. Even the ones people used to bring condemnation. If it's a joke now, you forward it. Now that's the gospel. Most Christians don't forward it. Some people, as a, as a start. Satan has a bet with God that 97% of these Christians, they won't forward these things. I said, yes, I'm amongst them. <laughs> I said, God just lost that bet. I'm sorry. Why? You, you want to provoke anxiety in my heart. You want to use guilt to motivate me. I will never agree. I will never agree. Once you start like that, I delete the whole rubbish. Oh, nonsense is this one. I mean, if you write something that blesses me, you don't need to beg me to fall to somebody. Some of the things that they do, now, be very careful. Listen, even in the midst of what is genuine, in quotes, what I mean, real happening, people start forward sending things, they say Christians should fall to each other. The, the fullness have gathered. You read some of those things, listen. There's problem everywhere. Yesterday they killed one man in Kaduna. The one, you know, they have issues. It's not just here; yeah, it's everywhere. All right, it's a plague upon the country, which you have to pray against. Also, I have nothing against that. You know, we have to. It's a plague. We need to tackle it in prayer. But please don't get into this this dichotomy of us and them. Don't get into it. It's a plague. We know. It's a plague. People start forwarding rubbish all up and down the place. Say, hey, Christians, if you don't forward this, it shows you don't love God. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry I don't love you today. Delete. I'm not forwarding it. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll forward something. I'll, I'll, I'll copy someone and forward that one. The Lord knows I love him. But this is your rubbish. You want to use guilt to move up and down. I will not participate. My reason, these things are not benign. They are doors. Before you know what's happening, you have a spirit of fear, which God never gave to you. You that used to have a sound mind, you don't have it anymore. What God gave you in Christ is a sound mind, but because every little thing you hear, you forward, you, you, have, you, you, you fall for all kinds of anxiety or panic instigated write-ups in life. Then that spirit of panic enters into you. Then somebody say good morning. He said, Madam, I just said good morning. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a spirit. You open the door for it. That's why, listen, anything that appears like divination, don't participate. 
Once, look, once I feel like the video, all, all these traditional things, don't participate. Why? Derek Prince, I listened to one message he preached long ago. He caught all of them Satan's traps. There are doors we open that allow Satan into our lives. I was explaining. Just talking about why we need to fear. That is what sin does. Sin is a, me- is a mechanism by which Satan takes advantage of us. Let me just emphasize this to us again, all right? The truth about the devil is that he doesn't have the kind of power people think he has. I just want to explain this again. I've said it here many times. The devil cannot just kill people because he wants to kill. He can't just confuse you because he wants to confuse you. He can't even steal your money. He can't just damage your car. You see people saying things like, I wanted to travel. The devil said, I won't travel. The devil can wish it. He can't say it really. Are you getting my point? He doesn't have the power within himself. I'm not saying he never has those desires. We magnify him more than we should. Some time ago here, I explained how we, we give the power of God and ascribe it to, to Satan. Yes, I want to explain that. It's very important we get it. Satan cannot just kill because he loves to kill. Does he have, like the Bible says, the power of death? The answer is yes, but you must understand how it operates. It's like the hangman in prison. He has the power of killing people, two of us. Does he just go to the road, collect somebody and hang? Before he can hang, what's the first thing that must happen? The person must be tried, convicted, sentenced, and the governor signs the death warrant. Then he that had the power of death, we hang him. Do you get my point? The prison warder, they have the power to lock people up. They have keys. They throw you inside, they lock you. But they don't just come to the road and take anybody they like. No, they don't do that. They can't do that. First, the person must commit a crime. He must be prosecuted. Then he will be found guilty. Then the judge signs the order to imprison this guy for the next six years. Then while the order subsists, the fellow is in prison and is locked. Yes, the prison warder has the power of jailing, but doesn't just jail everybody. That's how it is with the devil. Please, we must get this thing clear. You know, if you listen to the half of the gospel, the way some of us used to preach it, and many people still preach it till now, it's as if it's the devil, it's the devil, it's the devil. And we get this devil worship that goes on these days in Christianity. So why are you not making progress? It's my enemies. Why are you having bad dreams? It's the devil. Everything, the devil, the devil, the devil. I want to explain to us again, it is not true. What the devil does, very important for us to understand, is that he tempts people. I'm talking about why fear, sin must be resisted. If he wants to kill, he has to present accusations worthy of death before the judgment throne of God. Until he does that, he can't kill. So when he, I told the story here the other time, all right, of which a woman would believe that she wanted to be killed, but they couldn't find, and these are occultic powers, though. 
for God doesn't watch in Indian film, uh, what they call it, uh, in uh, home movies, that Mamaji just touched one woman inside the bus, and that's it. The child became sick as home and died. Say lie. Nobody has that kind of power. The power they have, listen, I don't have all the time now. It's just this power to accuse. They have to take accusations, even witches. That's what I keep on telling Christians. When you are being covered by the blood of Jesus, they don't see anything. I don't know whether you're getting my point. It's only when you walk away from under that cover. And that's why the Bible warns us that make sure you dwell. You know, where you dwell is what keeps you safe. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the covering, protection of the Almighty. It's when they escape, the accusations can be raised up against them when they live under that cover. Because once they are under the cover, the blood of Jesus constantly cleanses them from all sin and speaks forgiveness on their behalf. Unless Christians walk away from under that cover, they have no problem. But that is a matter of fact. There is no problem until they walk away from under that cover. You see why we're resisting? Because, you know, you, give, you, you make Satan have voice to talk. That's why it's so crucial you don't bury sin in your heart. If you know you are walking in sin, you confess it quickly and get out from there. And if you find temptations that are strong, you use everything in the arsenal of God to fight it. Because this is how we keep the devil at bay. People will say, Satan, a devil, you can't steal what is mine. He's not arguing with you. His argument is before the judgment throne of God, not in your presence. Listen, anything Satan is saying to you must be a temptation. All he can do is to, if he comes to a conversation with you, is temptation. As God really said, you should use of history. You shall not surely die. That's all he can say. When it comes to steal the thing that you say he can't steal, he comes only when he has power that God granted to him. Say to the devil, you won't steal my goods. If God grants him the power to steal it, you can't stop him. There was a king, Neko, that came to Israel to come and fight. That day we were going to, uh, to Israel and the king of Judah withstood him. He said, what's your problem? One of the two kings. He said, it's not God that sent me. So when he was trying to resist him, he killed the man. He said, don't resist God. I'm coming on the order of God. Sometimes, okay, let me ask you a question. How much of Satan, of um, the devil, could Job have resisted when he was taking his goods? None. Why? God had given him a decree. And I'm saying to us, that's how he operates. When he comes talking with you, he's not trying to snatch something from your hand. He's trying to tempt you. So what you do is to make sure that he cannot have a voice to rise up, raise up against you before the judgment throne of God. That's why you resist his temptations. That's what I'm going to explain. And these were the things that the Lord Jesus understood. And what did he do? He prayed. Let's just read that, all right? And then we'll close. With it. Like I said, we don't, I don't want to talk too long. It's a plan I keep on having, but the Lord has not yet blessed that plan. I just want to come and declare the word of God and go. But <laughs> I just find it so hard many times to get there. Okay, so let's read this one again. Hebrews chapter 4, where we were reading earlier. 
So these were the things that was in the mind of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, now remember what I was saying earlier about this book of Hebrews. So that the people will not disobey God. He said this was what Jesus did, and he said we should do the same. He said, therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What is that time of need? Is it time of temptation? What is that time of need? Is it time of no pressure to disobey God? And that's what he was saying. And that was what the Lord Jesus himself did. And the Bible said he offered both prayers, verse 7 of chapter 5, and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because he feared. And that fear is what I've been explaining. Alright? Now, how did he pray the prayer? Which is the main thing we want to now talk about. How did he pray the prayer? Let's quickly go to what Peter said. Remember what I said at the beginning? What are we doing here? Why? Because we need to take words with us when we go to the Lord. He said, take, to you, take with you what? Words. Second Peter chapter 1. Now, this is how to pray. This is how the prayer I said. Peter said, grace and peace, verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Verse 4 says, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. I will stop here because our time is gone. And like I said, I want to close on time. Now, school of prayer, all right? Let's look at something again about prayer. Prayer, this is how it goes. When you go to prayer, you know, something happened once. In fact, it happened to me today. Something led to it. I won't tell you about that now, but let me just tell you what it reminded me of. Moses came to God and started shouting. The army of Egypt was behind him and Resi was in front. So Moses cried out to God, all right? <laughs> now, what did God say to him? Why are you crying out to me? What is that in your hand? He said, what? Stretch the rod and you divide the sea. There are two stages of prayer. Well, let me just put it like this this time. There are two different kinds of prayer I would want to mention. There are prayers in which we make petitions and we make requests. And then there are prayers in which God has answered the prayer that we made, in which we made petitions and requests, and he has granted us a rod. I hope you're getting my point. And that rod becomes what? The instrument with which we continually divide the Red Sea. This interesting part, God did not change Moses' rod. Did he replace it at any time? Upgraded model, rod 2.0. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. What am I going to say? When we discover a word that solves the situation, let's not get tired of using it. Actually, something happened to me today. I remembered, I was, I was praying about something. My wife and I were discussing this afternoon. I began to pray about something. Then suddenly something in me just said, so why are you praying? The whole story of Moses just flashed in my mind. And just said that what God was saying to me in effect. This is not a time to pray. You already have the rod. Lift that rod up and it will solve this problem. And what is the rod? Is the word of God. I hope you are getting what I'm saying here. So he said, we have magnificent promises. 
Peter said, it is those things we use to, how do I say it now? Enforce, yes, the divine nature that we have received by virtue of the spirit of Christ inside us. That's how it's done. And that was why Jesus did not argue with the devil. What did he do? He raised his rod. And this is a problem a lot of people have. We talk too much. Yes, when it comes to prayer, we talk too much, we don't use the right words. And like I said, what we are learning here is how to use the right words. What happened? They came and said, turn these stones to bread. This is how a lot of people answer. <laughs> you want to tempt me? So I'll turn stones to bread. When I turn it to bread, what will not happen? In our church, they don't turn stones to bread. If we turn it to bread and pastor hears, eh? Satan, go, I don't want to eat bread. Okay, I'm not hungry again. Leave the matter now. Chibi, I'm not hungry. Is it by force? In fact, the last time somebody turns to bread, the bread was not nice. I don't like that kind of bread. I like my own bread freshly baked in the oven, not stoned to bread. As much as this man is determined not to stone stones to bread, if he answers like that, eventually that stone is becoming bread. That also happened with Eve. Too much talk with the devil. You will always lose the conversation. <laughs> Look, too much talk with the devil. Oh, God. There's no need for argument. And God does not require argument. For every temptation in life, pray about them. The Holy Spirit will let you see a word that handles it. After that, that becomes the only thing. You must never say things like, God, you know I've been resisting. This thing is not going. There's nothing like I need a five days fast to be able to resist this. No. I have found the rod. I lift it up against the sea all the time. So Jesus simply said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Period. That is the end of it. There's no other discussion. If you come tomorrow again and say, I said, turn these stones to bread. He will say the same thing again. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. This is where we, this is where we make the mistake. This is our reason. We think it's advice that he's explaining to the devil why he won't turn stones to bread. I don't know what I got what I'm saying. Say. Like, oh, Mr. Devil, ah, were it not for this word, I would have been turning into bread though. But you see, there's a word we have to obey. So that word says we can't turn into bread. I'm sorry. If you can see the Lord, and he says that man cannot live by a bit of bread, ah, why not? We are friends. I will turn into bread anytime you come back. <laughs> now, I've made, it sounds funny, but this is actually the way we look at the word of God. We think it's a, it's a word of counsel. It's a word of advice. So you are saying to the devil, I like your advice, but I have a better one. So let me go with this one. Unfortunately, it's not like that. That word of God is a rod of power. Are, do, are you getting my point? So when it says, man shall not live by bread alone, what happens is that at that, because Satan was capitalizing on his hunger, at that point, he has declared the hunger inconsequential by the word of God. I don't know whether you get my point. Listen, as long as he continues to think man lives by bread alone, that temptation remains. But what he did was to neutralize, because what the man said is that you are hungry, turn these stones to bread, and he said, my strength does not come from what I eat. But it comes from the word that comes from that, that totally, it was not counsel. I don't know whether you get my point. By uttering that, if I say this, you surprise you. Hunger vanished. It was not an issue anymore. 
The word of God is not counsel we are trying to obey. It is a power that's helping us obey. Please, did you understand what I said? Oh, this is my best illustration. Let me go by it again. A woman was caught in the act of adultery. And you know the negotiation. Those of you without sin, throw the first stone. And then they went up and down, and everybody disappeared. And he came to her, and he said, where are your accusers? They've gone. He said, now, neither do I condemn you. He now said to her, what? Go and sin no more. The woman was an adulterer. The next man that comes to her to entice her to adultery, you know what she needs to say? Thus says the Lord, go and sin no more. That gives her power to say no. I don't know what I get to my point. He just looks in the man's direction and says, Thus says the Lord, go and sin no more. <laughs> that oppro- oh God, I pray we do what I call word thinking and word talking. It's not about hey, adultery. What day? What will I gain from it? The last time I tried it, I know where it landed me. I almost died. You have come again. Sure, go, please, so I don't want. When you go like that, you see, I told you, the longer the conversation, the more the likelihood that you will lose. The man I come and say, Mary, come, come. Come. You know, there are a few Marys in the Bible like that. He said, what is it? You know what I'm promising you? A very nice car. He said, it's not as if I don't need a car, but if this kind of car now, person will not drive it now. Okay, what color? Conversation don't begin. Say red. Ah, I don't like red. You see? I knew it wouldn't work. Thank God I didn't even agree. Okay, any color you choose. I used to like white, like white when I was young. Stories get, you know, the story is getting long. Once you start discussing, you are getting weaker. The more you discuss, the weaker you become. What you should say is simple. Thus says the Lord. Go. And sin no more. When she says that the power not to sin enters into her, she will look at that man, he will look like an annoying vulture. That is, when she moves towards him, what will be inside him, her is anger. She wants to choke somebody. Nobody, she will, he will disappear by himself and spread the gist in the society. That girl don't decrease. Why? Because she did not discuss. She just said what? Go and sin no more. That was what the Lord Jesus did. That was why his answer each time was what? It is written. No discussion. It just, it is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The word of God is the power to obey it. Did you hear what I said? The word of commandment within it. Is the power to that word is the power that word is not the advice, and that was why Paul Peter said, We have the magnificent promises by them, we enforce divine nature by the promises, so that if there is any problem that's going against our righteousness, our holiness, we don't start reasoning that hey, if Pastor Pastor now they'll see there's trouble here. No, he said, This temptation is strong. You pray about it. That is why you cry to him. And then what he does is to enlighten your heart, your eyes. You see the word that's your portion. In fact, in a country like ours, it's very powerful. 
that word, that man shall not live by bread alone. People say, if you are not corrupt, you will not make it. You will tell them simply, man shall not live by bread alone. Let me tell you something here. Eh? <laughs> Every word of God, a testimony just jumped in my mind now. I want to remember it. I want to, I want to share it briefly. Every word of God you have found that has taught you something, don't go against it for any reason. If God says, never beg, and you discover that from scripture, no matter what happens, don't beg. Use the scriptures. You know, <laughs> I don't want to share this testimony. My convention will just finish now. Because I'm the president, people, I get updated with everything, all right? So I ask the person in charge of, two of them in charge of finances, how are we doing? Ah, you say, sir, we are shot by two million naira. Our budget is so, 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 so. Right now, this amount of money we have. And the only thing we get, all our income, 100%, comes from offerings. That's what our brethren give. So yesterday, that last day, I was speaking. So the, the brother in charge of finance had told me that, doesn't they we are doing well financially yet? And I said, don't worry. I just said, don't worry. It will be fine. It will be fine. So I, just, I was just not talking to brethren, just telling them that, please, make sure you are generous and all of that. Many of you were there. I was just charging people. So he passed the paper to me and wrote on it, we are two millionaire short. I looked at him. I said, don't worry about it. I squeezed the paper. I said, I, I told my wife that I will not complain. Complaining <laughs> is against my religion. I, I won't grumble. I said, I have been here before. And you say, eh, we need to pay this person and brethren still won't give. I'm, I'm not going to complain. I just said, everybody, be generous, and God will bless you. I trust people in this house. I just thought like that. I refused to say, me say, we are short. I said, no. Brethren have always been good, and God has helped us. We hear, the only thing I said is that many times we are being blessed. We don't realize it. I said, there's no reason why some people can't make it. If they are due to give a millionaire every year and all of that. I just, I talk, and then I finished. So we had a small meeting, me, the secretary, and that brother. He said, look. Now, our hotel accommodation fees is over five, it's about five million naira, so it's not, not a joke. That is, check we have to give the hotel. So, we sat down, we talked. He said, This is said, this how much I've paid them. I need to give them this amount of check. I said, Do we have money, so and so, place? He said, Yes. I said, Take it from there. Give them a position. We just had this some arrangement, and don't worry, we will get the money. I just, we discussed some things. So, next morning, I saw him. He was bouncing, a tall guy, but looking very happy. I said, oh, that money I said I was going to transfer. I said, please, I'll do it. Just put it in mind that this amount is coming. He said, don't worry, sir, we're okay. I said, okay, me, what if I move that money, I, I bring that money in. We'll be... He said, no, no, without that, we're okay. I said, what do you mean? I was getting confused. He said, don't worry, sir, one brother just transferred a millionaire. <laughs> that is, that short exhortation. One guy left the hall, went to his computer, tra -tra -tra, moved one million. And that was not the first offering he was given. I told my wife, I said, I, I praise God. Because there, you know my own, I was resisting the temptation to whine and complain. I said, I will not. I said, I won't complain. By the time he came, he said he checked. From the last time he checked to now, this amount had come in. This guy moved a million in. If I put this one in, we are fine. I said, very good. What I was glad about was that I refused. Because stand up, complain about money. The Lord taught me long ago, don't do it. I hope you're getting the point I'm making here. Listen, God gives us a rod. And that one, with it, we do what? We fight. When it comes to walking, uh, uh, resisting temptation and walking above sin, 
It's not by determination. New year resolution is pure foolishness. You do not have any power in your life without a word entering your heart first. The new year does not give you new power. What after all is is, is not a, a, a Pope Gregory and who who did the calendar we are using now? Is you might just say change the date here. I've explained to you before what you call December. If you know September, all those things. December is supposed to be tenth month of the year. September should be the is it the seventh sept uh-huh, sept uh-huh. October the eighth month. Why is October the tenth month? Now, it's simple. The year used to start March 1. Oh, many people don't know. March 1st was the new year. Then they did a new calendar, which the Pope signed. And they said, okay, from now on, the year starts January 1. Before, January was the 11th month of the year. February was the last month of the year. They didn't change the name of the month. They just by Papa decree, boom, from now on, your year starts here. How would that put power into your soul? Are you getting my point? January 1 does not put any power into you to resist iniquity. It is a word that enters. And if you find you're having problems, you pray until the word comes. Oh God, are you, are you getting my point? That's, that's Christian fasting, though. Fasting, you get a car, is madness. You must never fast to get a material thing. When you eat, it will vanish. <laughs> that was a joke anyway. The woman you get fasting, when you are full, she, you won't see her again. Because actually, other one you are seeing a mirage. <laughs> you deceive. Hunger is terrible though. People don't know. I've been one, last time I was preaching, I said, look, if you are a prophet, I told my sister, I said, eat more, you will see visions clearer. And this one, I, 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 I won't eat, I won't eat until God speaks. That's why you be, we don't know who spoke to you. I'm going to emphasize the fact that, listen to me, listen to me. What we Christians do with prayer and fasting is to download the, the rod of God that we need to strike that, that, that sea any time that it rises up against us. You don't resist temptation by determination? No. A weak man with a word is far better than a strong man without one. Did you hear what I said? Yes, All it just says is, it is written. You find one scripture, you hold it like you want to die with it. Like I said, very, very apt now in, in today's Nigeria. They say, no, nobody can live without being corrupt. You don't argue, you say, I can, I can. Forget. When they say, can you? He said, the Lord said, man shall not live by bread alone. And they say, we'll give you this money and then you will do this one for us. Say, man shall not live by bread alone. That word has inside it the power to resist temptation. I've talked so far, explained the fact that we must understand how sin is deadly. It is what wipes out people's destinies. People don't succeed in life because they are powerful, they are skilled, they are determined, they know people. No. Success in life is a gift of God. Honestly. It's a gift of God. It's a gift. God looks and says, you take. That's what happened to Joseph. Joseph said, wait, 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 wait. If I do this, I sin against God. I don't care. Let me lose my position with Pharaoh. As long as I don't lose my position with God. 
I'm intact. I'm fine. Listen, this is how you take hold of your destiny. That's why I said, please read that book, Beyond Gifts and Talents. Please read it. Read it. Read it until you understand why it is important that you fight iniquity, you fight sin, you fight all kinds of temptations that come into your life. Read it. And when you understand why it's important, believe me, the word that you will require for whatever problem you may have in life will come to you. And remember, you don't resist sin with determination. The woman caught in adultery was not supposed to go around fighting. You know, some Christians even asked her, it's okay, I have a new ministry now. Women empowered against adultery mission. Self-support. If you have been an adulterous woman, come and join. We'll talk about it. And the more we talk about it, we'll strengthen ourselves. Rehab, adultery rehabilitation center. <laughs> Nonsense. It doesn't work. No, I see we do it and say, okay, for all the years I committed sin, I want to go around society enforcing righteousness. That alone is a new set of sins you are getting involved in. I'm not joking, you may be laughing, but it's not a joke. God said, I will soon kill this boy. Just be watching me. Because he wants to use an arm of flesh to solve a spiritual problem. You want to fight sin, it's just one thing, the rod of God. That's all. Not how strong I am, but how persistent I am in putting that word in my mouth. Listen to me. There's no, listen to what I want to say. There's nobody who does that that won't break any addiction. Because it's not, it's not human wisdom. It's the power of God we're activating. It's not human wisdom. You will see cigarette like this. Cigarette will hate you. You will see it. You will desire to smoke it. And your hand will carry it. And the cigarette will burn you. After a while, you and cigarette will become personal enemies. Some people understand that ten steps to stopping smoking. Say, forget that thing. When power is with you, you and the cigarette become enemy instantly. I like one thing. Is it was that Melin Carter that said some people were mocking him? He just got anointed by the Holy Spirit. He so said, pray that I won't smoke again. The man was looking like, you ah, won't smoke again? How am I supposed to do that? Holy Spirit just said, pray, pray in your new language. He just be filled with the Spirit. Pray in other tongues. So he prayed for the man. And then he just told the man, said, in Jesus' name, you won't smoke again. The man said, good, I will show this man something. He went and, lighted, he went and lit a cigarette. As soon as he hit his mouth, he started vomiting. After three days, he went and met the man, you are a man of God. <laughs> Today, how the power of God works. That was a special manifestation because the man didn't, that man didn't believe. But it lets you know that when God's power is released, it's not negotiation to fight addiction. It's not negotiation. It's power. Let's ask our feet. Let's close. What I've been trying to do for days, which I have not yet, but Holy Spirit has his way. I'm sure of that. <laughs> I, I want to take those promises. I want us to start from the beginning. Along, maybe we'll take like 20 of them from the scriptures. The promises that empower us to walk above sin. Some of them, man shall not live by bread alone. Jesus used it. It is written, that shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And by every word, every word, it's empowerment above sin. Let's give the Lord thanks. Say, Father, thank you. Let's just give him thanks. Let's say, Lord, thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. Because of power to walk above sin. Say, Jesus, thank you. You didn't condemn me. 
Thank you for the word. Go and sin no more. I say to my system, go and sin no more. I say to my system, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, go and sin no more. I say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you didn't condemn me. He said, neither do I condemn you. Say, Lord, thank you, for there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Say, Lord, I thank you, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Sin no longer has dominion over me. I thank you. Say after me, say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Now, there is no condemnation for me. Not anymore. Because I'm in Christ Jesus. Say, there's no condemnation for me. Not anymore. Because I'm in Christ Jesus. Say, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Say, the law of sin and death has been broken. Sin does not have dominion over me. Say, sin does not have dominion over me anymore. Because Jesus has condemned it. He condemned sin in the flesh. Now I am alive in the spirit. Now I have power in the spirit. Now I have the spirit of Christ. And it's making me walk above sin. Say the Lord has not condemned me. Therefore I will go. And I will not sin anymore. Say thus says the Lord. Go, Go. sin no more. more. I speak to my body. body. You are not condemned. condemned. Go, Go. sin no more. more. I speak to my hands. hands. You are not condemned. condemned. Go, Go. sin no more. more. I speak to my eyes. eyes. You are not condemned. condemned. The law of sin has been broken. broken. Therefore, go, go. sin no more. more. I speak to my mind. I speak to my heart. You are not condemned. You will not harbor evil thoughts. You will not cook lustful thoughts. You will not incubate iniquity. I speak to you. Go. Sin no more. I speak to you. Go. Sin no more. Say in the name of Jesus. The body of death. My body of death. Has been nailed to his cross. My body of death has been nailed to his cross. I am alive now by the faith of Christ alone. By the faith of Christ alone. Therefore I go and I don't sin anymore. Say, therefore I move about and I don't sin anymore. I walk only for his glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Say, my mind is being renewed. My mind is being renewed. Say the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is now working in me. I love God. My love is on righteousness. My love is on righteousness. I have set my love upon him. Say I love righteousness. I hate wickedness. I just feel like saying something. We're not describing how you feel. We are saying to you how you feel. We are creating. Are you getting my point? Yes, the word of God is not the commentary. It's a creator. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It's important we understand it. It's not a commentary. You see, I know this guy. That was yesterday. The world is creating the new you. Amen. Are you getting my point? Yes. So declare it again. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I. I. Mention your name. I banky. I, I love righteousness. I hate wickedness. I hate, I hate iniquity. I hate, I hate sin. I hate, sin. I hate disobedience. I, hate disobedience. I, love I love righteousness. I love the word of God. I love, word I love obedience to that word. Say his precepts, his commandments, his word, his testimonies. These things are precious to me. They are sweet to my mouth. I delight in the word of God. I delight in the word of God. And the word produces obedience in me. Let's end with this. Say it again. Say, there's therefore now no condemnation for me because I am in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, quickly, let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death and we are passed into life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil. Because we are seated high above with Christ, this is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. This is my season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus. Quickly bless someone on your left or on your right. On the other side, one more person. All right, cheer up, brethren.